0: Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer show. Time to talk Twins baseball out of the booth instead of inside the booth. Please welcome Twins booth announcer Chris Atterberry
1: Hey
2: Chris. Morning. Good How morning, doing? sir. Doing all right. I'm doing actually doing
1: great. Great. Oh, somebody got some weekend love. What? No, somebody has 4 days off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Even
2: better. So you don't have to catch
0: up with the team till Toronto?
2: Uh, I, yeah, I was supposed to go to Tampa and Toronto, but my daughter's graduating from the eighth grade. Nice. Nice. So I am on uh daddy duty for a few days, which is awesome. My sister-in-law is coming to town.
1: We're going to have some fun. Nice. And, uh, so yeah. So no baseball. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Wait a minute. You just said a couple of things that make no sense at all. You're excited that your, your sister-in-law is coming to town. She's awesome. Yeah, she is a crack up. We have a small family, but a loud one. And she's the
2: loudest. It's great. She's the, uh, wow. she's the fencing coach at Stanford.
1: And uh, wait, wait, she, wait, 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 wait. Did you say fencing?
2: Yeah. So my wife was like a <laughs> uh, member of the U S national team for like a decade. What? She was like, yeah. And my mother-in-law, my late mother-in-law is in the fencing hall of fame. And she coached like four Olympic teams and, so it's like a family deal. So why
1: are we just finding all this out now?
2: Hey, I'm an open book. You just got to ask the right questions. And Fancy, apparently, that is so cool.
0: And apparently, a fair target for someone with a sword.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a pincushion yeah. in my family. So, <laughs> so wow. Um. Yeah. So, so has, it's gonna be great. Has gonna, your
0: has your daughter picked up on the fencing as well?
2: She fenced for a while. Um, was okay at it. Didn't love it uh, but kind of dabbles. Okay. So kind of a tough deal. You don't really, I mean, there's a lot to live up to, right? Really a lot. Yeah. Oh, grandma's in the hall of fame and mom was one of the best in the world. And (laughs) auntie Lisa was an all American and captain of the national champion. And now she's a coach at Stanford. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot to live up to. So she, she dabbles, she's competent, but she doesn't like go crazy for it. She's a basketball player and a volleyball player.
1: Okay. Wow. That's so cool. Fencing. yeah, we're here to uh, we're here to open minds, right here. That's what we do. So, if you and your your wife ever get into a little bit of a a, a fight, does she pull a sword out? No,
2: but I, I'm smart enough not to fight with her. She, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, she was a she's a badass
2: man. So she was on the national fencing team, and people think of fencing like as the swashbuckling people in the movies, but right, she was like awesome. Like if she hadn't fenced, she probably would have played division one volleyball or soccer or like whatever else she wanted. Cause she just was that kid that was just awesome at everything. She spent her summers at the Olympic training center the, and she was always the youngest one. So she'd be like 10 years old. And everyone else is like 18 and they're like at Lake Placid for the summer. And they're like, all right, we're running three miles around the lake. And here's this little 10 year old just chugging along with them. <laughs> and then all the big kids would go off to the bars or whatever. And she'd be, she tells these stories about how she'd be bored because she's the only one in the dorm in Colorado Springs or wherever, and she'd wander into, like, the boxing arena, and she she learned to play pool for the Mexican national boxing team. Wow! Um, Yeah, she's like...
0: Holy crap, is that a story? And
2: and she has, like, no idea who people are. She just doesn't care. So she's like, we're watching TV, and Michael Johnson, you know, the the printer's on? Yeah. And she goes, oh, why's Mike on TV? (laughs) I go, Mike? She goes, oh yeah. When we were in Colorado Springs, I remember I took—I was—he was, he was my seatmate on the bus, and we were in line to get our, you know, our IDs one day. And I think he's a track guy, right? I'm like, yeah, he's kind of a track guy.
0: Kind of a track guy, so, a little
2: bit. Yeah, kind of a track guy. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's her. So I don't fight with her about anything. You
1: know. No. Okay, now obviously it begs the question, um, why you?
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> an awesome question, right? <laughs> that is an amazing question, and I have to thank my mother-in-law for that. Uh, I worked for my mother in law at Stanford when I was a student there, oh. um, and she set us up. She she kind of put us together. So
1: nice. Yeah. So is that there is, awesome. is there
0: ever a time that, that that Chris Atterbury walks into the house uh, kind of unbeknownst to him, and there's his wife with either I don't know uh, a fireplace poker or perhaps <laughs> a large umbrella, just kind of pretend fencing with somebody in the kitchen, not not aware that you're there when you walk in.
2: No, fortunately she's very much retired. Okay. Um, but when she was still active and we were dating, I'd come in and she'd be like practice she'd be like I'd have like a book on like a, my bed and she'd be like messing with her foils and she'd be like whack whack and I'd be, like, why is my book shredded? Like, oh I just needed something to to practice at. And uh and then the one thing they'll both do is like they'll poke fence you. Like I'll be like walking through the room and they'll be like and like like lunge and stab me with their finger in the chest wow. and I'll be like, come on, leave me alone. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, life, that's the life. The, you
0: lead the last question I have about this, cause we, this is, we didn't want to talk yeah, this, just about your wife, but, right? but obviously the, there's a question that needs to be answered here. If there is a late night break in at the Atterbury house, do you stand behind her?
2: <laughs> no question. No question about it. She is so much tougher than I am in every capacity.
1: Yeah, gotcha. No doubt. Wow. No, that understood. is so cool. I love it. Yeah. So Okay. All right. I, I mean, I got a hundred questions, but we'll, we'll talk Minnesota Twins now. Uh, going into this, uh, I guess, what do you call it when they, they go down to Florida? They call it like the Southwest uh, swing? The Southeast swing? The, I'm sorry, the Southeast swing? swing. is it I Toronto over that's... there somewhere? Yeah, that's a little, <laughs> a little, little more north, north, kind
0: Toronto. of, but yeah, yeah, same.
1: <laughs> so they, they hit the, they'll do the raise, and then they just suddenly go right back up to the Brewers. Uh, to Toronto, and then yeah, to, the yeah. to Toronto, yeah. yeah. So they're in. going,
2: they're going from the most southeasterly <laughs> team to the most northeasterly team on the same trip. They got range. Uh,
0: they got range, Chris.
2: Yeah, it's a bad trip. All right, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> I mean, and with the new schedule, you're getting more and more of these too. Because we have like a three city trip where we're like in Atlanta and Baltimore and some other weird place in between. And the Cleveland guys were just telling me that next year they have a three city trip where they go to Kansas City then Anaheim, then Minnesota, then back to Cleveland. So Wow. Yeah, new schedule, whatever. uh, uh, It's two places where you know the games won't get rained out. Let's call them what they are. There you go.
1: And I was saying uh, earlier before he got on the phone with you, I said, (laughs) you know, if this was the old days and they were on a bus, this would be a horrific trip. (laughs) We'd have to get like a – no, I think – how would you do it to make it romantic? You take a boat, right? You probably get on a boat.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Have, to, have to chug up the coastline, like right? catch the Gulf stream to Toronto. Right. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, with you, you'd, you'd have your fencing wife on board in case any pirates got nasty. <laughs> uh, she'd
2: be good at that. So my mother-in-law actually ran a pirate's camp for a while. out in California. Oh, that, dude, there's so the much kids, more we're learning about Chris yeah. today. The kids would come and they'd fence and then she had to deal with the sailing coach. And so, They'd fence and they'd sail and then they dress up like pirates and do them ball. Dude, that is. Deal.
0: Can you imagine if there was a, an island that you could have that summer camp on? That would be the best thing ever in the history of the world. It would. And we lost Chris. Son of a. <laughs> we we're right there.
2: <laughs> there he is. Where'd you, where'd
1: you go? <laughs> I don't know. You were gone. It was. It was mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. we just yeah, you know, we can't get enough of this. Uh, the, the, Okay, back to the Twins. So- yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. They're going to go to T- Tampa and play the best team in the league.
2: Right. Then they're going to go to Toronto and play a really explosive team that's better at home. And these are two offenses that score a ton of runs. What? So our strength is pitching. So we need to pitch really well. But, man, our offense better show up because you're not going to win a whole lot of 2-1, 3-2 games on this road trip.
0: You got to hit. Your barrels got to come alive. I don't know how you do that, but your barrels have got to come alive in order for this to work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because you're you're two games over and you don't want to come. We haven't been 500 at any point this season or below. And you do not want to come home to start the heart of your summer 500 or below. Uh, You just can't do it. So part of that's getting some guys healthy, which is a touch and go. But the other part is even the guys that are hurt, they, they, it's not like they were lighting the house on fire. So, Right, um, good point. You don't, don't listen. You're going to hear this all week, and we've heard it all year, and it bothers me to no end. Oh, we'll be better when it's warm out. <clears throat> it's right. too cold. Or, yeah, you know, we just have all these injuries. Everybody has injuries. Yeah. Everybody has the same weather. So just you just got to execute at some point. You got to actually play. You, you can't. can't talk about it, and you can't talk about all the theory about it and tell me about your process and all your data and your matchups at some point you versus the other guy. And you've got to win those battles.
1: You know, with this schedule again, you go tigers, Sox, tigers. I mean, yeah. is, is it easier to get them out of the way right away? Or is it better to stretch them out?
2: Oh, I don't think it matters. I mean, last year, So I I take it back to a bad memory because I got COVID with Corey and Mike Herman, our traveling Mm -hmm. secretary and our engineer, and everybody got COVID in Detroit last year. But we were at a point where we were kind of hovering like just a couple of games in front of the division. And we played 15 games in a row against Kansas City and Detroit, who were the two most brutal teams in the league. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking, yeah, man, we're going to go 12 and three, and we're going to have this nice cushion in the division. And we went like, we won the first four. And then we went like one and eleven the rest of the way. We ended up like five and ten or six and nine, Oof. and then second place by the time we came out of that stretch. So it's dangerous to start looking at the schedule and, and saying, "Oh, this is where we do this." It's win the game today, yeah, and worry about tomorrow tomorrow. That's, that's all, all you can do. Hit today
0: then win the game today, then we can start to talk about tomorrow and go forward from there. Um, Real quickly, because you mentioned it here, a couple of at least injuries over the last few days. We're looking at Royce. How is he after that crazy flip that he had?
2: Well, that was insane, right? I thought he broke his neck. Yeah, that was was dangerous, man. I thought broken neck, paraplegic, and then best case scenario, we're talking like concussion whiplash. Right. And, And instead, he was talking to us after the game. So that was great news. Cause that was terrifying. Yeah. Um I think it's his birthday today by the way. Royce is turning 24 Happy years birthday, old today. Happy birthday, Royce. Yeah. Joe Ryan's turning twenty seven, so they can have a nice, nice. And cake together in nice. St. Pete. But uh I, I think he's gonna be sore. I can't imagine a human body that wouldn't be incredibly sore. After that, it right? Looked, like I sleep, I sleep wrong, and I'm, I'm out. With right. It,
0: it looked week. like baseball yeah. was doing a test of crash test dummies. Like it looked oh. like, what happens if somebody gets in your way and you're going this fast at first base? That's what it looked like. The play looked like.
2: Yeah, Vincent Larry, man, Vincent and Larry, and it looked <laughs> like Larry's head was gonna pop right off. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed that he was able to walk off the field and talk. So I'm just grateful that he's upright and they said no concussion. I'm sure he's sore today. The off day comes at a real good time for him, and, and hopefully he's in the lineup Tuesday. Cor- Carlos said he thought he would be able to go Tuesday. You know, he came in and was sore in Houston on the last day mm-hmm. and said, look, I don't think I can go. I want to play all the games at home. I, I totally respect that, and he never does that. And so Rocco's like, yeah, take the day, you're sore. And then he came in when we were up six runs in the ninth inning just to play defense and didn't get any balls, which is weird hmm. because what he has to go through to get ready to play is a pretty strenuous Work out. So I thought, okay, that's a good sign. And then he said he took a funny step and then he was out with the plantar fasciitis, which if anybody's had it, and a lot of us have. It's, yeah. it's pretty painful. It's awful. Um, I've never known as like an acute injury. I've always felt it was like more of one of those constant buildup type things. Right. But he had like an acute situation there where he took a weird step on it. And that hurts, man. And and all the planting and the running. But then even with that he had one of the most strenuous BP sessions really early before the gates open that I've ever seen with like three hitting coaches, our three hitting coaches, his personal hitting coach video guy was out there. Our big Dutch guy who studies biome rhythms and and (laughs) human movement. He was out there like everyone working on it. And he had a, a ton of balls. AJ Pruszynski was doing the game for Fox and he said, Carlos hit more balls today before the gates opened than I hit in my career. He said, <laughs> so he went through this really big workout and couldn't play. And then he couldn't play the next day. So I'm hoping he does play Tuesday, which is what he had said. It's, it's a tough trip, especially with that injury. Right. Because you got the two turf teams. Yes. No, nobody plays on turf really anymore. Um, and I know you can't line up on the turf legally anymore. Right. But two turf games, those are hard on your legs. So kind of a tough stretch, especially with that eh, that heel problem. So, Carlos is up in the air, and then Byron, I mean, good lord, I thought he broke his ribs. I
0: mean, yeah, that was, that was
2: one. If you or I, any of us, took that 97 with movement right straight on the ribs, like unprotected, yeah. A, I've got some cushion there. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> there. but but B, the ball would probably be like the cartoons where it goes right through your whole body and comes out the backside, you know, yeah. and the catch catches it. Yeah. Um, I know he had to, the first night he had to sleep sitting up, Oh, because um, people are like, oh, I don't get it. He's soft. Why does he play? Yeah, okay, buddy. Right. You know what? We're gonna stand you up and smoke you with that 97 mile an hour <laughs> smoke.
0: See what but happens.
2: He had to sleep sitting up. He couldn't even lay down. Oh my um, God. So I I mean again, the I, the off days fortuitous, but think about then the twisting motion of of swinging a bat Oof. with freak torque where that hit him. That I mean, that's just not gonna feel good. So I hope they play. Um, and if they play, I hope they hit.
0: Look, we're looking forward to it. Uh, We'll wish them the best of luck. We'll wish your your daughter congratulations for graduating eighth grade. And uh, we will uh, see you back with them as they head over to Toronto. In the meantime, enjoy your time off. And uh, thanks for joining us, Chris.
2: Yeah, I will enjoy it. And people will enjoy this week. I'm off. Danny's off. And so we we recruited Molitor to go to Florida and Toronto with Paul. Nice. Okay. And and Paul is, I did a couple games with him last year, and he's a genius. He is an absolute baseball genius. So Corey and Paul are going to be must listen to this week.
0: All right. That sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Thanks,
2: Chris. Bye. See you.
0: You're listening to Jake and Bauer.